Yeah. <laughs> My headset cut out, so that, that took me off. Let me do it again. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that took me out, but it did. I think I felt like I broke. I broke the mic or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let me try it again. I have to work it up now because now I'm giggly. Oh. Um, Oh yeah. What's up y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch. Um bringing you yet another episode of Switch's Sites, uh the gaming slash nerd podcast where we talk about just that. Um today's date is February fourth, twenty twenty one. Happy Black History Month. Um if you see somebody racist, sock them in the face on sight. It don't matter. Could be, could be, you know, Gertrude from, um, you know, from freaking 1956 soccer in the mouth. It don't matter. You hear me? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, racism is fucked up though. Just in case y'all didn't know. In case y'all didn't know. Um, AKA the 260 times social distance champion, AKA put some, um, put some, uh, put some diamonds on my lips. So when I smack, you can hear, you can hear the millions. <laughs> Uh, AKA the nigga lip master bringing you, I kind of said that, but you know what? I skipped over it. So I made up for it. Let's move on. Um, yeah. So world wise, you know, nothing's really much changed. COVID still COVID. So, you know, there's that, um, really not much else, I guess. I mean, news wise, some pretty decent, substantial stuff that has happened since last episode, at least. So you have that. Um, yeah, I think without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. So first topic of discussion and what I'm going to try to do, uh, now that, now that YouTube is actually playing nice when it comes to, um, when it comes to, uh, time codes, which I guess I probably should have did for, um, whatchamacallit, um, I don't know. I should have did for damn it. Why am I drawing a blank? I should have did for something. Okay. I just can't remember it. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna try to do time codes. So let's see. All right. Google stadia getting shut down by Google. Well, let me rephrase that. 
not let's let's not get too extreme yet. Uh, but basically, Google did announce that they are shutting down um, Stadia Game Studios, so uh, pretty much basically the first party game studios for um, Stadia. At least that the initial plan was that they were making titles for um, Google Stadia exclusively. Uh, but it seems at least as far as, uh, this past Monday, that is not the case now that they are shutting down pretty much all the, uh, game studios. I guess there apparently was one in Montreal and one in Los Angeles and will impact around 150 developers. It's messed up, man. I believe Jay Raymond as well. She was, uh, I think somewhat the head of either one or both of those studios, she was, uh, let go as well, or she left, I don't know, one or the other, I'm assuming probably the former, but, um, yeah. So with that in mind, they said they also are in turn, um, basically, uh, going full force in terms of third party support where they're, I guess, putting more effort into third party games, um, with, with Google Stadia and basically shifting focus from the first party perspective. But it's like, eh, I don't know. It's like, if anything, for somebody, for somebody who exclusively, who exclusively plays console and PC games and likes to have the most definitive best experience possible. Uh, I guess, yeah, Google Stadia definitely is not speaking to me, but it does, I know, speak to other people that like, you know, maybe don't want to deal with, um, you know, hooking up a console, having a console, bulky console, whatever in your home, or maybe just likes to dabble here and there, maybe see, or mess with some of the biggest games and then kind of shift away or something like that. But I don't know. It's hard to, it's still hard in, in my, in, from, from my realm, it's hard to like fathom the feasibility, the feasibility of, of owning and legitimately playing a Google Stadia over, you know, Xbox, um, PlayStation or Nintendo. That's just, it's hard to really grasp that. Um, and it's still crazy now that they still have yet to like implement a, a Netflix model, which is at this point, it feels like they really need to do. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> it feels like one foot is in the coffin, but We'll see. And especially considering the, the history of Google, like just straight up abandoning, you know, pretty much newly created projects and, 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 uh, and things like that. Uh, if I would redirect you to the, to the site to give a little bit more insight, uh, there's this website called killedbygoogle.com that basically has all of various apps and various apps and, um, 
and uh, yeah, pretty much everything that was made by Google and 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 in turn killed by Google. Um, let's 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 uh, go over some highlights, shall we? Uh, Google Hangouts, which I thought we it still technically is a thing. Maybe they like slowly. Yeah, it's not there anymore. <laughs> That's crazy. That one felt like pretty damn recent. I guess because it's called Google Meet now, technically. I don't know. So Google Hangout, uh, Google Chrome apps. Oh, these are going to be. Yeah, this one's going to be dead in June 2021. Uh, Google Hangouts and then the Chrome apps will be dead in uh, June 2022. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm like, I thought I could use it. Um, what are some more notable ones? Uh, Google play music, which I guess they just, it seemed like they just technically changed the name more than anything, but, uh, Google, what is Google station? Google station is a service which gives partners an easy set of tools to roll out Wi-Fi hot pot, hot hot pots, hot spots in public places. Google station provides software guidance on hardware to turn fiber connections into fast. Google fiber TV. Uh, is all of Google fiber gone? That would suck. Cause man, I could, I could use Google fiber in my life for real. Um, <laughs> YouTube for Nintendo 3DS. Okay. All right. All right. Kill my Google. We getting a little petty now. <laughs> well, let's chill out. All right. Come on. All right. Nintendo didn't ask for that. You didn't have to put their name in there like that. That's that ain't right. <laughs> that just felt petty to me. I'm sorry. YouTube for specifically for Nintendo 3DS. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh my God. I don't know why that feels so petty to me. <laughs> oh man. That is, that is a trip, man. That is so petty. Oh my God. Uh, inbox. That's probably the biggest notable one for me personally. I, I love the hell out of inbox, but then they, they force you to go back to freaking Gmail. RIP inbox, by the way. Um, yeah, well, you get the idea. It's it's like Jesus, it's an astonishing it's like uh pages. Jesus. Like I, I keep scrolling down and it doesn't end. So there you go. Just to just to kind of highlight at least the the um how do I how do I term this? The uh brevity, if you will, of uh Google where you're like, hey, Hey, if you, <laughs> I just feel like there's somebody like at Google at Google companies just waiting like, Hey, all right. If one of you act up, Hey, they just, they just flash the gun. They don't even pull it out. They just flash. Hey, I'll shoot you. I'll kill you right now if I need to. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I think, I think mostly if, um, if they don't nut the hell up and implement at least a Netflix style, like subscription service, it is the writings on the wall at this point. 
I don't know why they don't do it, but that would at least get a decent amount of people compared to what they have now, which I guess we don't necessarily have any tangible, like any tangible, um, read on if anything, but still, I'm just saying, why wouldn't you do it? Google who knows? They might be playing hardball and like getting exclusive titles, which I think technically is one we'll talk about in the next or a couple stories. So either way, you, you, you can change this Google. You could be one of the few that survive. Well, who knows? I don't know. Moving on. Um, Akira, Akira Yamaoka. You know the name, don't you? <laughs> I'm acting like I'm in Dolby Cry. Um, Akira Yamaoka. For those who don't know, he did uh some very iconic music for a lot of I in turn, arguably a lot of uh iconic games as well. Uh, to mention a few. I don't know if you've maybe heard of it. Uh, Silent Hill, you know, um, Castlevania, you know, um, actually, let me look him up. He probably did a lot of stuff that even I'm not aware of, but his music is stunning. You hear me? It's great. Silent Hill. He's done a lot of stuff actually. Contra Hardcore for the Sega Genesis. Um, I'm I'm highlighting stuff at least I've played. The Silent Hill series completely. Uh, even the 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 ones after the original quadrilogy. Um, Origins, Silent Hill Homecoming, Shattered Memories, uh, Normal Heroes Two, Desperate Struggle. It's a dope ass soundtrack. Um, Shadows of the Damned which I did not know he actually did music for that. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw, uh, Silent Hill Book of Memories, Killer is Dead. I remember that music was pretty good. Let It Die, some dope-ass music as well. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, at least those are the ones I played. A lot of other ones are somewhat more obscure. I guess Ninjala, Dead by Daylight. I guess he did the um, the Silent Hill DLC for Dead by Daylight uh, music. Damn, nah, I feel like I really gotta play Dead by Daylight more now. Um, Ninjala, The Medium, which is that just came out. I still have yet to play that. Uh, World of Tanks, which is interesting. That's very interesting. And I guess apparently he did music for the films as well. The Silent Hill movies, uh, the Silent Hill first movie and the second one, Silent Hill Revelation. Huh? So there you go. Not to mention various other musics, uh, Snatcher. I remember that I never played it, but I heard good things about it. So, I mean, goes to show this man is, uh, is, um, unparalleled, if you will, in the music realm. With that being said, uh, he had an interview with a YouTube channel, um, AL Al Hub, where I guess he basically said that there he's working on a new project. 
Um, and at least in terms of the quotation, uh, at least what he said, people may have been hoping to hear about. So, I mean, I mean, a game you've been hoping to hear about from Akira Yamaoka, whose most prolific game probably arguably in his uh, music catalog is for sure more than likely Silent Hill on top of Silent Hill being heavily rumored already uh, to be either, which is that's kind of up in the air. If like they um, gave licensing rights to PlayStation to make the games or something like that, or they made some deal there or various other things. If, if uh, Konami, you know, um, is getting some other company to work on it. But at, at the end of the day, all lines point to Silent Hill that it may happen. So I hope it does, but I mean, yeah, he's, he's the most prolific music artist out there and probably his most famous work. I'd say personally is silent Hill. So I don't, I, I, I can't see any other game that it would be, especially taking into account what he said people may have been hoping to hear about silent hill has been dormant we got we got contra which wasn't that was trash let's be honest the latest one um <laughs> i guess a lot of people were i think jokingly which it wouldn't be bad either but um uh what was it i just mentioned it oh he did rumble roses too and Contra Shadow Shoulder. Shadows of the Damn 2. <laughs> Which actually would be, I wouldn't mind that either. Shadows of the Damn or Silent Hill, personally, I'd be I'd be totally down with. So um yeah. So I mean, you know, come on. Silent Hill. I mean, the it's all these multiple rumors coming out. I think it's only a matter of time. I think whatever E3 will be this year or wh- whenever that happens, I think that's that's a given. You know, it's, it's got to be. I will want it. Maybe I'm just projecting because I would want it. But even the YouTuber that's interviewing uh, Yamoka, Yamoka as well, a uh, new Silent Hill game, question mark. So, I mean, you know, I mean, come on. I'm just, everybody is just like, okay, I mean people may have been hoping to hear about around summer is supposedly when it'll be revealed. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, just putting that out in the universe. But I think it's, it's pretty, it's pretty likely. Uh, one thing I am happy about, I am happy that I, uh, I did, um, (laughs) I, uh, was this last episode or the episode before that? But I was, I made a, a bet, um, for the, uh, fantasy league or fantasy critic league where you basically draft various games. I talked about it on the previous episode or the episode before that, but, um, I, 
I freaking gambled. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me put this unannounced Silent Hill game there. And oh, looking like uh, that might pay off. Hopefully, hopefully I got it for cheap, too, in terms of the uh, the uh, money pool that we all have to, you know, abide by. So, hey, I mean, with all those reasons all grouped together, it's got to happen at this point, right? I'm just saying it's got to, it's got to <laughs> watch it be, watch it be, um, shadows of the damned. <laughs> the game people have been hoping to hear about, right? Right. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Yeah. Snatcher two. <laughs> what? No, wait a minute. Oh, come on. Stop playing. Uh, but yeah, so sorry. I may have been, may have been gushing too much about that, but you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm a gush. I'm a gush if I want. It's my party and I'll gush if I want to. That's the, (laughs) that's the phrase, right? It's my party. It's my party. I'll I'll gush if I want to. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, stupid. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Silent Hill. No, see that that's just the extent that I have it in my head. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So, uh, we got some more details. Got some more details uh, Tuesday this week in regards to we got a reveal trailer showing some of the changes they made. Um, And boy, it is great. It is great. From all I'm hearing, it is great. Couple of caveats, but you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, I think for this to happen, it's worth it. So at least a couple of details we got. Um, all of the graphics for the games, uh, have been remade. Um, they reworked some of the, they reworked some of the, um, the gameplay mechanics. I think they got rid of some like horrible, uh, what was it? Pinnacle station, which I, if I remember, it was like, it was some horrible, uh, I'm I'm probably misremembering, but what were those details? It was something along the lines of, um, well, you know what? Let's start off just going with what, what we do know for sure. So (laughs) let me get my, (laughs) let me get my, uh, get my suit, suit, uh, suit talk on. Yeah. Relive. The cinematic saga, heart pounding action meets gripping interactive storytelling where you decide how your unique story unfolds. Three games, one launcher play through the entire single player based content and over 40 DLC from all three games, including promo weapons, armors and packs remastered for a new generation experience. The trilogy, my pen. (laughs) 
in 4K Ultra HD with enhanced performance, visuals, and graphics, all available in HDR. Visual improvements on all three games. Updates include enhanced models, shaders, FX, lighting, and depth of field. Experience The Legend of Shepard. Create and customize your own character from appearance and skills to a personalized arsenal and then lead your elite recon squad across a galaxy in turmoil. New Shepard customizations with improved hair, makeup, eye color, and skin tones. You can create your Shepard in a unified character creator with all options available across the full trilogy. Or choose to play as the iconic Femship with no, no, from Mass Effect 3, now available in all titles. Gameplay enhancements for the first Mass Effect game. Enjoy improved aiming and weapons balance, SFX, input controls, squad behavior, cover behavior, and gameplay cameras. Reflect on your choices. Your choices seamlessly travel from one game to the next. Each decision you make will control the outcome of every mission, every relationship, every battle, and even the fate of the galaxy itself. Performance mode options supports ultra high refresh rates on PC and offers a choice between favorite quality or increased resolution or favor frame rate to boost your FPS on consoles. That was a statement from Bioware. So man, I just fucked up my pen. I fucked up my pen from excitement. I'm sorry, but I get no ink on my hand. I'm good. (laughs) I messed up my pen on excitement. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like right when I was saying it, my my pen just bust in the air. Like, oh my God. Oh no. (laughs) Now I'm motivated. (laughs) Oh oh my God. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just... Sometimes you just get too excited, you know, stuff just pops off. I mean, that's the science science there, you know? Um, so yeah, so that covered, I think a lot of details I was, um, I just wasn't seeing, I had to read it out to kind of solidify because I'm in so much of a disbelief that all this is happening, but it is. So at least some of the highlights, at least I got from that is the improved aiming. So I'm thinking like Mass Effect 2 slash 3 aiming controls and balance and cover because I think there wasn't necessarily any of that in the first Mass Effect, if I recall. I don't think you there was necessarily a cover system. The shooting wasn't really that, wasn't really that good, but it definitely like superbly improved in a 2. So that's pretty dope to, to implement all that back to the first one and make that like more playable and add more 
quality to that to the first one. I think that is totally awesome. Fantastic even. Um the uh the film ship love, I love that. I personally like to play myself uh whenever I create a character, but I know that was like um uh uh debatable topic in terms of this remake because I believe the femship in the first one was totally different from the femship in two and three, I believe. So now it's a unified femship across all the three games. So for the femship fans, I'm I'm happy for you, you know. So you got that. The SFX, so I better be hearing some Gears of War um watermelon head pops. I'll, I know that much. If I don't hear one, what what are we even doing here? You know, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> let's let's keep it <laughs> keep it realistic. Um, I heard a big thing was uh, input and controls, uh, specifically for the PC version, because I believe um for the PC ports I have them, but I've never played them. Um, you're strictly limited to uh, mouse and keyboard. So, hey, PC PC players that play with control, um, include myself, rejoice, rejoice. I may still play it on console, but you know, the option of it is great. Uh, squad behavior, so you know, freaking who's the one dude that was voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. or whatever. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird that I only remember the character because his voice my favorite junior, but but that's besides the point. Uh, so his dumb ass won't be like you know, you know, putting his lips on the enemy while we trying to kill him or something. Because I, I I recall that happening at some point. But you know, hey, hopefully that improves that. I'm curious what gameplay cameras mean. I don't know what that necessarily refers to. Probably they they waiting on it. Mass Effect in first person. I'm going to call it right now. First person Mass Effect. I hope that doesn't happen. I really don't. I don't want that to happen. Um, The different quality modes is pretty cool too. I wonder if uh, at least for the Series X PS5 version, you can get up to that smooth buttery uh, 120 FPS. That would be pretty dope. I would love that. I would love that so much. Or, you know, you can have the quality at the sacrifice of the frame rate, which has always been the, you know, at least internal debate for everybody, include myself, like higher fidelity or really high frame rate. I guess you could technically, you know, get that sweet spot where you get both technically, which is at least now, I don't know. It depends on person 4k, 4k 120 FPS. I don't know. You know, I don't know, but I, you know, um, so all in all, I am very excited. There's a freaking collector's edition that don't even have the game, but has a dope ass helmet. So, I mean, there's that. I'm not saying you should get it, but I mean, it's an option. If you, if you consider yourself a Mass Effect fan, what are you doing? I don't know. You tell me <laughs> all in all HDR. It's shaping up to be pretty good. I, I saw the trailer in terms of the differences uh, between the 360 or I don't even know what the reference version they had because I mean, there was multiple versions. I, I would assume at least the 360 was the um 
the version they use for reference, but um, it looks pretty impressive in terms of the the jump from uh, the, the version. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm weirdly excited <laughs> for this. I'm a pretty I'm, I'm a pretty big Mass Effect fan, not like huge, but I'm pretty big into it. So I played through the whole trilogy, uh, man, back in 2012. So I am definitely invested. I'm invested, invested in motivated. <laughs> so moving on. Stop. Stop all the gushing. So, um, oh man, before I forget, let's not, let's not move on yet. I forgot the emotion, uh, omissions from the mass effect, um, legendary edition. I believe the first one was, uh, some DLC that isn't coming. I forgot what it was called. Let me look it up real quick. Let me look it up. Yes, I can type fast. Just letting y'all know. So what was it? The Pinnacle Station DT. DT DLC. Ass, <laughs> ass Effect. I'm sorry. I wanted to say that so bad. Uh, absent from Mass Effect due to corrupt code. So the 40 pieces of DLC and then the original title the original title pinnacle station. So that's, that's what it was. Um, the pinnacle station pinnacle station was a DLC for the first game. Um, but they said the code got corrupt. So that's why that isn't in there. Not a big deal. Actually. I don't think, I don't recall the pinnacle station being that, that substantial in terms of DLC, at least from what I remember. So not really a big, uh, not a big, uh, not a big loss there. But they also did mention that um, in addition to that, the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer will not be included as well. So that's that's a little bit more of a uh, bummer, but not too much, to be honest. I remember playing it when it came out. It was cool, but it wasn't it was a it was like you would play it maybe like maybe I played it like uh, 10 under probably under 10 times. And then I was done with it. It was some, uh, benefits to the single player from playing it. I remember, but I'm assuming they're probably gonna provide some constellation for that to, uh, you know, make up for that difference. But outside of that, it wasn't anything necessarily substantial. They're like, Oh man, that's a big, huge bummer. I mean, maybe, maybe they might add it as a DLC down the line still there. I think there's still the uh, room for that, but, um, let's see. There was, uh, some details regarding the interview with it. Um, is it worth it? He added, I feel strongly that we've chosen the things that we, that are what the majority of our fans were most passionate about on the topic of multiplayer. 
it was just really hard getting all the online systems working and functionality would have been another large chunk to do. But at the same time, there are a lot of other logistics involved. The economy is built completely differently. Then, uh, then questions came up like, do we support it post launch? What about people who are still playing multiplayer today? Do we try to find a way to somehow do crossplay between PS the PS3 and PS4 with the work that would have been put into these logistics, the Boca project would have suffered time-wise. And ultimately it was decided that multiplayer was not the rope um, this remaster needed, especially since the studio has been wanting to do this for a long time now. So when you kind of put it that way, totally makes sense. I mean, if in terms of deciding, would you rather, you know, the game take what come out in like 2023 and we get it with the multiplayer versus if anything, getting the majority of the game now and then possibly maybe they might as a little, you know, a little, little treat, give us multiplayer after. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm down for, uh, I, I for sure take this multiplayer was a, it was fine. It wasn't anything I guess to write home about if, you know, so not really a big deal breaker for me personally. Uh, probably the bigger one was, was, uh, the uncharted collection, not having a uh, multiplayer, any of its multiplayer components in that one, that one, that one hurt because I, I really enjoyed, um, uncharted's uh, multiplayer for sure. But for mass effect, it wasn't too, uh, it was good. Don't get me wrong, but now it's just a point where like, ah, let's, let's hold launch because we don't have the multiplayer in it. So. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, not too much to be bummed out about, really. Um, most of it's intact and I'm ready. I'm ready to. Um, I forgot the <laughs> what was the slogan? I'm Commander Shepard and I, I approve this message. Or he said something like that. I don't know. It was from some some random stream of consciousness. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be good. It seems like. Don't, don't fail us Bioware. <laughs> you did that one time, <laughs> maybe, maybe multiple. I, I lost count. I'm sorry, but, uh, I'm hopeful. I am hopeful. I'll say that much. I am hopeful. Now moving on. Golden eye. No, not yet. Uh, Tashihiro Naga Nagoshi. Um, he's, uh, most, mostly known for uh, the Yakuza series, being the director of the Yakuza series. Uh, apparently he was the, uh, Sega CCO, which at least I didn't know about at the time, but he's apparently stepping down as Sega CCO and now a creative director. Uh, I guess it's apparently part of the management restructure, but still it's crazy. But in line with that, um, we did get an announcement that judgment, um, which is basically a Yakuza detective spinoff is now being, um, being announced for the Xbox series X and PS five. So 
Um, some caveats though, very weird choices. Uh, at least the first one is that it won't be, you cannot upgrade if you have the PS4 version to PS5, which is, that's kind of a bummer because, uh, at least given how niche this game is and you know, the people that took a chance on it one way or another feels like they kind of get <laughs> got the short in the stick. I mean, obviously you can still play it on the PS4. Um, you know, but it won't, you won't get any of the improvements like load times and, and graphical quality, uh, and frame rate, probably the biggest thing, but that is, uh, of the mentioned additions, uh, 60 frames per second, improved load times and all the previous release, previously released downloadable content which I think was just mainly costumes and stuff, not necessarily anything substantial story-wise. So, I mean, who knows? But the other big weird omission, at least going back to the the Google story, is that uh, it is basically on Stadia, as well as PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, April 23rd, but no PC version at all, which is the weirdest thing, especially considering, um, the previous Yakuza games now, basically almost all coming to PC at some point, uh, at least like with the uh, remaster collection, at least for now on the Xbox, uh, game pass or Xbox store, which I believe is soon to come on steam uh, shortly after, but so weird. So apparently at least diving more into it, um, Stadia got an exclusivity deal with, with, uh, this game to be exclusive on Stadia. And I guess in turn steam, I would assume it's some time exclusivity where like, you know, maybe a year or so, and then it'll come on PC, but that's still kind of messed up. Um, Stadia of all, <laughs> That is weird. That's weird to say like Stadia exclusivity, but Hey, I guess it kind of makes sense considering the story from earlier where they got rid of all their, uh, first party studios. So it seems like they're being more aggressive in the third party market and at least, uh, you know, getting all these exclusivity deals. So super weird though. Either way, that's, this is like the first you've heard of a Stadia exclusive, you know? That is just a weird choice, but Hey, Stadia, Stadia flashed that money, I guess. Um, all in all judgment is pretty good. Uh, if you are in the, the Yakuza, especially the traditional beat em up, which is good as well. So I might support it just because it's a traditional beat em up, beat em up. And I want tr- more traditional beat em ups and not, not this turn based crap. All right. I'm sorry. I went, I went too far. <laughs> I went too far. It, it is, it is, it is fun and interesting, but I would prefer beat them up Yakuza personally, but I digress. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. So I can type. 
if I can type. I could type fast, but not accurate. Let's. <laughs> I could type fast, but accuracy though. Mm. <laughs> uh, so GoldenEye. GoldenEye has been leaked. Basically, uh, GoldenEye 007, you know, the most legend, one of the most legendary games back on the N64 days. Um, it did get, well, there were, there were, I think rumors that there was, that it was being worked on to be on the Xbox live arcade back in around 07. But at least, uh, after the fact now, it seems that basically it was a license and nightmare, uh, due to that, because from my understanding is that because, <laughs> 007 was, it was published, published by Nintendo, licensed by M MGM, and developed by Rare. And then Xbox bought Rare, but the game was still published by Nintendo, which I believe in turn Nintendo still uh, maintain the publishing rights. And then you had the whole kerfuffle with MGM because I think they turned, they changed. They, I think they had an exclusivity, um, contract with Activision. I want to say at least at the time, I think things have changed now since then. Uh, but basically, as you can see from all, <laughs> all those rotating gears, you could see, um, the issue in terms of licensing and how much that was a nightmare, but at least now, well, I don't know even now, but uh, at least now considering how Nintendo and rare are becoming more buddy, buddy, it seems, especially with the uh, smash, uh, the banjo DLC and stuff. It definitely seems like maybe at some point we might, we could possibly get it, but at least for now, <laughs> at least for now we could play it uh, <laughs> more or less. Hmm. Uh, well, you know, you know, the gray area that is emulation and and whatnot, but there is uh, apparently a way wink, wink, nudge, nudge to uh, play uh, 007, uh, the Xbox Live remake um, via those avenues. So um, and at least from some of the people I saw playing it and getting an example, uh, uh, some visual footage of it, it definitely looks pretty good. It looks very similar to Perfect Dark, the Perfect Dark remake, which makes th sense because I think the same company for NTJ, where we're working on that, that are working on, uh, they worked on this before working on the um, Perfect Dark remake, I believe, so totally adds up in that, that regard. But I'm curious of, at least that's one thing I'm curious about. I don't know to the extent of if, if this is like legit, the full singer single player game, at least in terms of the whole campaign, but, uh, it has the cool, uh, halo, um, halo remake thing where you can uh, basically hit a button and all it'll revert you back to the 64 version. Then you can, uh, hit the button again and go basically, sw uh, swap back between the, uh, 64 original 64 version or the 360 remake, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. 
it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all in all, um, it looks pretty cool. It seems like also people were able to, um, I believe the multiplayer technically isn't working, but it seems like some people like either with like 360 debug kits, it seems like, or, uh, or no, I think a combination of both an Xbox 360 debug kit and X-Link Kai, which for those that don't know, is basically, it basically, um, makes offline system link games online where it basically fools the console that you have hooked up to your home network, um, that, uh, somebody else you're playing with is local, but they're actually online. Um, pretty dope, uh, service, at least from, from when I played with it, uh, well, way back, but, uh, it's pretty dope to keep, keep, uh, some, some otherwise dead games alive for sure. So, um, but all in all, it seems pretty dope. Um, hopefully this might light a fire under, under, uh, Microsoft to try and get that deal. Now that, uh, Nintendo, Nintendo and, um, Xbox are more buddy, buddy now. Um, who knows? Maybe this actually might see the light of day, but, uh, if anything, <laughs> we still gonna play it though. <laughs> uh, we don't give a damn about you. We don't give a damn about you, Xbox. We don't still play it, but I guess that's the thing I'm curious about. I'm curious of how finished it was. If you can like legitimately play through the whole, the whole game, single player at least. So all in all though, something that's been like rumored and like, you know, just highly talked about for all these years has now become a reality, reality, uh, realized. So cool. So, you know, um, you know, if you, uh, heard anything about Resident Evil 8 recently, uh, you know, um, people, people may or may not have, uh, this, uh, affliction, if you will, or, um, I don't even know how you, how you describe this, uh, favoring, you know, um, admiration, you know, uh, to this very tall lady, you know, her name, Lady Dem- Demetrescu. I'm totally butchering that. Lady Demetrescu. Lady Demetrescu. That's what I'm going to say. Lady Demetrescu. Lady Demetrescu. Um, so, uh, apparently that <laughs> took me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, uh, apparently, uh, Capcom has acknowledged this <laughs> in a tweet. Um, I think they made a statement on their website, one or the other, um, or no Facebook there. I think their Facebook page, <laughs> let me get my, <laughs> I'm like thinking I'm talking this in my, my, uh, oh man, it's taking me out. I'm trying to, okay, let me work it up. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Guys, we've heard, no. <laughs> uh, your love 
for Lady Dimitrescu is loud and clear. Here's a message from our RE Village Art Director, Tomonori Takanao. Hi everyone, I'm Tomonori Takanao, Art Director for Resident Evil Village. I wanted to use this opportunity to publicly reflect on the outpour of positivity we've received from the fans on our latest announcement. As a representative of the development team, thank you to all the fans who continue to follow us. Most recently, Lady Dimitrescu and her daughters have received a fair amount of attention. <laughs> uh, we've seen a uh, we've seen a lot of uh rule rule thirty four stuff, and man, you guys are av- <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh, that is taking me out. I don't know why, man. <laughs> I guess it's just funny, like. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. <sighs> I need some water. I need to. It's, I mean. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. How's it going, Mo? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we see all this, uh, rule 34 and like 3d stuff that, uh, guys, you guys are really into it, man. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, lady Dimitrescu especially has received much fanfare, both domestically and overseas, which has made all of us in the development team extremely happy. I hear her height is something of interest. <laughs> uh, if you include her hat and high heels, she's 2.9 meters, approximately 9.6. No, nine feet, six inches tall. These bewitching vampiric characters are relentless in their pursuit of Ethan. And I can't wait for you to meet them yourselves when you enter Castle Dimitrescu in May. <laughs> it's something about it where it's like <laughs> it's something about it where they're like it's like they're acknowledging like the the understandably so the immense immense hoardiness of the uh <laughs> the Resident Evil slash gamer fan base, but it's just funny how they're like <laughs> They're like saying it without saying it. <laughs> I don't know why it's taking me out, but it really is. This is the funny. Oh man. Oh, oh, this is great. That statement was great. Actually. <laughs> oh man. Uh. <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu and her daughters have received a fair amount of attention. <laughs> Far more than we anticipated. <laughs> If you include her hat and high heels, she's uh, 2.9 meters, approximately nine feet, six inches tall. Yeah. Ah, I just, <laughs> I feel like this is fueling some type of fire, man. Ah, it's so good though. It's so good. It, it really is. Thank you, Capcom, for acknowledging our collective horniness over video game characters. Let's appreciate it, you know. 
in a weird way, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Oh. It's funny, man. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Capcom is the best. <laughs> <sighs> gotta get my cheeks my cheeks alright <laughs> before I lose my I lose my shit again uh, moving on um, Nintendo Nintendo is finally finally replacing their uh, their old multiplayer system uh, specifically multiplayer server system that has been, uh, you know, been long running, <laughs> long running since, um, the GameCube actually, <laughs> I'm totally about it. Apparently it's been, uh, in place since the Wii U three years back in 2012, 2012, um, the old multiplayer system. And let me just read the statement. Uh, Nintendo is replacing its multiplayer server system. Next, NEX, used in most, if not all, of their online games since 3DS slash Wii U. With a new system called NPLN, the Monster Hunter Rise demo was the very first game to use this in public. I talked about what the next is um, in my article about Splatoon's matchmaking, blah, blah, blah. As I said there, Next is at least 18 years old by now. So it's dated. Hell, the Splatoon version has an unused function to check to see if it's running on Windows 98. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's a little ancient. That's a little ancient. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, so hopefully this will mean that Nintendo's very... Uh, very questionable online functionality uh, is improved overall. Cause I mean, if we think about recent events, um, specifically, what was it specifically? Um, well, yeah, I guess it was a monster and a rise, which is the most notable, like that just totally destroyed Nintendo's little, little sissy next server. Cause I know, yeah, like at least to download the game, I think it just totally just obliterated the, the, the servers there. And then the online functionality, at least in my experience, it was pretty decent. Um, or you know what? Actually I do take that back. Now that I remember at least joining games was a pain where like, if you try to join a game, it would just, normally you would just get a message saying, Hey, this game is full or you can't join blah, blah, blah. But What's annoying about a Nintendo in a lot of cases is that they'll say this, uh, lost communication, uh, try again later or some crap like that. But it's like, just tell me that I can't connect. That's it. But you know, a little weird things like that, which I think is more to blame on the Nintendo servers than, um, the game itself. But who am I to know that? I don't know as a fellow Nintendo fan, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully this means that it'll be much better because <laughs> I guess Monster Hunter Rise is going to be the big testament of that because otherwise, who boy, 
going to be like a damn dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> behold, our new system called NPLN. What is this? This is trash. Uh, we'll see. But hey, hopefully makes the online much better. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate was pretty good, at least for the most part. Um, didn't have necessarily any, not too many issues um, with that. So there you go. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully those $20 a year everybody putting in to Nintendo, it better pay off. Damn it. All right. I'm tired of this. <laughs> Some Nintendo fan that like somehow got Call of Duty on a switch. I'm tired of this. <laughs> ah, man. I don't think they had the last Call of Duty that came out on Switch. No. It was the Wii U. I think Black Ops 2 was the last Call of Duty that was on a Nintendo console. I believe. I could be totally wrong, but I digress. Uh, moving on. Next topic. Discussion. Discussion. Um, MLB the show because I love sports games. Y'all know that, right? No, I don't. But I only bring this up because it uh, brings an interesting topic in terms of like the future of games, which is weird to say, I guess. But uh, in an interesting turn of events, uh, they announced MLB the show uh, earlier this week, releasing April 20th for uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X slash X with cross-platform play. So for those that may not may be unaware, um, MLB The Show is basically an exclusive sports game, or at least history-wise, it's always been exclusive to the PlayStation platform. So basically, you're going to see MLB The Show on an Xbox Series X X um, with a little logo that has like PlayStation Studios on it, which is totally for me as somebody, you know, who's always been growing up to like, you know, console companies competing with each other directly and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy to see that like on an Xbox game, you'll see a PlayStation Studios cover or, you know, labeling in terms of development and whatnot. So I feel like that opens up the gates for something that, how do I say it? I mean, it, I think all overall, I think it's definitely a great thing to, you know, see both console companies embracing each other more. I think, uh, the best example you saw was the outer worlds, which I think was made by, um, made by, what was it? Outer Worlds was made by not Bethesda, but Monolith. Let me look it up because I'm not sure. Obsidian. That's what it was. I remembered it. Obsidian, who's owned by Microsoft. And they still, they technically could have been like, you know, uh, no, this is exclusive to us, baby. But that actually you can um, they published the game for PlayStation as well, which is just very interesting. 
not as like, I guess in your face, like this is, but I think that's still worth like kind of bringing up in terms of like, you know, getting a compare and contrast of things. But I think technically MLB, the show is like the only currently the only big baseball game in the market. Now, I think I forgot the other one, the sh- no, I'm still saying the show. It was some other one. I think that went to the wayside for one reason or another, but either way, that's going to be, feels like a weird precedent now with, um, I don't know. Um, but at the same time, it's like, that's a lot of sales that they could capitalize on, especially considering that there isn't, um, necessarily competitor for a baseball game, you know, in this market considering that this is, <laughs> it seems like MLB show is like kind of had a monopoly in a sense. Um, so technically in all things considered it's probably in, in, in PlayStation's best interest to have done this. So it's just very weird, you know, that's kind of like the uh, PlayStation where I think for Blu-rays specifically, they have to, I believe they technically have to pay PlayStation money because that's exclusively Sony's, um, Sony's, uh, I guess exclusive patent or whatever you want to, want to call it, describe it. So just very interesting cross play across both cons, which is not new to us, but just the, the fact that it's like technically a PlayStation exclusive title previously now going to be on Xbox platforms. Just something in my head just finds that hard to fathom. But I mean, obviously it's going to happen, but who knows? <laughs> I think the probably bigger, big question too, is like, oh, I guess we're going to get a God of War, <laughs> God of War 2 on Xbox Series X. And then it'd be on game. <laughs> Highly doubt that would happen. But it's, it's, at least at least it's a good sign of the, the competitive console companies playing nicer to each other in that regard. So. All in all, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty great. Great even, you know. And with that, that concludes concludes all the news for this week. I don't know how obviously I was focusing on something, but let's get into what I've been um playing. Should do that. Okay. So playing wise, um, that modern warfare baby is coming back. Is coming back. That addiction has come back. Um I've now found my, I guess, thing to, <laughs> I feel like I said this last episode, it's still always been there, but, uh, at least this, this, uh, time I've been playing a decent amount more this week. Um, I've like been starting to work for other stuff. I normally otherwise would not have at least specifically, um, because of the shoot the ship playlist for those that don't know, it's like, uh, a, a very small pretty small maps where you can get a lot of kills pretty quickly. So I've been uh, playing a lot of that, uh, to get, uh, basically, um, get camos for all my guns. 
So I've pretty much done most of the pistols. I just got to get the long shots on the pistols and uh, shotguns I've completed. I've done the assault rifle and SMGs. So for some reason, I just feel like doing it now, I guess, because it's like Black House personally has disappointed me in terms of uh, longevity. We'll see when uh, some of these updates come out. I know one came out this week, actually, the um, I think today, technically, which includes uh, the raid map. Is it raid or I forgot what it's called? The train station from Black Ops 2, I want to say. So there is some stuff there that I'm likely going to explore too, as well as like one of the bummers is that like, it seems like they're starting to separate uh double XP now. So double XP, they won't let you get from, they won't let you get from, um, you can't get in uh, modern warfare and black ops. They seem to be selective. Well, more than likely per, per, trying to, gear you towards black ops instead of modern warfare, which is like, no, I want to keep playing modern warfare. So that that's kind of a bummer, but I understand it as well, but I'm going to still get these damn, I'm going to get these camels though. I know that much. I'm getting these camels though. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'll give a damn about you black ops. I do. I do care a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, and then Ariverse. Uh, I'm sorry to say guys, I, um, I literally planned to play it. I downloaded it and everything. And then this whole weekend I got the, I talked about it on Twitter a little bit. I got a, uh, a ridiculously insanely heavy CRT just because I want to play retro games. Literally the only reason. <laughs> So I literally went, drove, uh, to a location. Uh, this guy was saying, Hey, Hey, if you give me some of this, uh, dope crack, uh, weed, Hey, I got you, bro. Uh, you know, you know how crackheads always have, uh, TVs specifically CRTs. They don't have the, they don't got the new stuff. They got that. They got that old ancient stuff. So I was like, you know what? You shouldn't be doing this, man. But like, all right. Cause I have weed and drugs at all times because I am that type of person <laughs> I did I gave it to him and I was like oh it's a pretty good deal so boy this this heavy was <laughs> this TV was a damn it was like a workout in of itself to get it here you, you had to lift this boy this thing is literally like 300 pounds at the least they say it's like 280 or something it, but I think Considering its form factor, it is totally way heavier than that. But either way, figured it out. Got some help from my roommate. Helped me out. Appreciate him. Um, and we up and running, baby. Um, specifically in terms of that. Um, PlayStation 2 and Xbox apparently are very great for the, for the TV I got. The older stuff, maybe not as much, but I'm, I'm willing to experiment with that. See, see more, but if you know me, you know, I love options. So that's why <laughs> basically totally is worth it though. After everything's set up and done, also got it set up with, um, for those that may not know Logitech Harmony, which is 
a damn godsend if you have a lot of uh, electronics uh, that basically lets you automate, um, you know, uh, communicating with them as well as integration with Alexa and stuff like that. So highly recommended if you're like, which is probably none of you <laughs> in terms of a very into technology and like, um, what's the word into technology and have a lot of electronics, I guess that's probably the best way to describe it. So there you go. But <laughs> after doing all that, uh, I totally missed the window for, uh, the RE RE verse beta. I was like, it was like Sunday night and I'm like, all right, okay. I got everything situated, set up. Let me go play some of this RE verse beta. And then <laughs> sorry, uh, the beta beta testing period has ended. I'm like, damn it. So unfortunately did not get to play RE verse beta, but I did look at uh, a decent amount of gameplay and at least after the fact, I'm like, uh, I don't think I miss much. <laughs> I don't think I miss too much. At least from what the gameplay they were showing is like, it seemed like a lot of broken instances uh, in terms of which obviously that's the reason for a beta, but it's just uh, overall just seemed very, well, at least a couple observations I could definitely share at least specifically in terms of gameplay perspective, it seems to be like a lot of it is geared towards being a, I don't even know what you call it, basically a boss character. So it seems like when you die, depending on how many vials or uh, virus virals, virus vials that you have when you die, you can either turn into a, a little small gooby monster. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, Hunter Gamma, which is the, the hunter from, um, the enemy from Resident Evil three, uh, Jack Baker from Resident Evil seven, uh, nemesis from Resident Evil three or uh, super tyrant from Resident Evil two. Um, basically it seems like they are like way too OP. Um, which I guess depending on, I guess the game development philosophy, that may be the case, but it just seemed to be too overpowering. It didn't seem to be too many tools to be able to combat them effectively. I saw somebody playing where they, um, like shot like three rockets at nemesis and he didn't even fucking flinch and just <laughs> beat the shit out of a uh, Jill, I think, or Claire. So a lot of that, um, some people, some characters seem to be very OP as well, at least from a, a standard player to standard player like standpoint where, um, what's her name? Claire Redfield. It seems like she has this, like this minefield or mine that like will basically electrocute you and stun you in place. And it seems like it takes like, uh, take away a huge amount of health and like instantly downs a person or instantly kills them. Basically, at least from what I saw and observed. So definitely a lot of kinks to work out, um, at least from that perspective. But it seemed like it has some potential after they iron all that out. You know, they add some uh, more notable characters like, um, you know, further in the uh, Resident Evil, I guess, universe. Um, you know, there there seems to be potential these, but at least from what I play. It, uh, and I must say it again. This is this has always been my great so far. Currently, at least I, I still don't understand why Capcom is not bringing back Resident Evil Outbreak, at least we have not any indication of that so far. We still have the Resident Evil 
anniversary, I think coming up in March, I want to say, I think that towards the end of March. So who knows, maybe we might get something there or something. I don't know, but all the signs feel like they're not pointing towards a Resident Evil outbreak remake or sequel, whatever. Cause, uh, we could use it right now. I'm just saying, I, I really don't understand why Resident Evil or Capcom keeps pushing this agenda to, um, make PVP Resident Evil games. It just, that just doesn't feel resonant evil to me. It's just like, if anything, the best example was, in my opinion, uh, Resident Evil Outbreak, which is had a co-op aspect. There was a lot of, it had a really good balance of uh, codependency and independency uh, in terms of like scenarios and like uh, things that could benefit each other, characters that benefit each other, uh, characters that benefit each other in particular scenarios. It's just, uh, it's, it's very astounding how, how much, uh, they just seem to be ignoring the gem in my opinion, that was Resident Evil Outbreak. But apparently I guess there's some reasons for that in terms of just development and, you know, other reasons. So we still at least got our, uh, our fan server. So there is at least that, so I can still get my Resident Evil fix. Uh, as you guys have seen at least what, two weeks ago, I streamed a decent amount. So that's, that's all I'm going to say on that. Just our reverse yet another game that is an <laughs> yet another game that is an outbreak. I will, I will throw this damn chair. If I see another damn PVP outbreak. Uh, no, a PVP game that is not outbreak. And by definition, it can't be outbreak game if it's a PvP game. So, I'm sorry, but that had to be said. I've had enough. I'm tired of this. I've had enough. Um, next, uh, played um, Destruction All Stars that came out on the PS5, the PS PlayStation Plus exclusive title. Um, that they actually had the audacity to potentially charge us $70 to play. Cause I sure as hell is not going to play that for $70. You out your damn mind. Um, but, uh, at least PlayStation got some sense and you're like, you know what? You right. Yeah. This, this game does not warrant 70 bucks. So let's, let's give it, let's give it to it for free for PS plus. So they actually did. So, uh, it came out this week, yesterday, Tuesday, um, so I was like, let me, let me, let me see what this is about. So I did, I played it and, uh, it's pretty good. Actually, I have to say it's pretty good. Um, yeah, overall it's pretty good. If you're a fan of vehicular combat, like a la twisted metal vigilante eight, technically burnout to some, to a loose extent. Uh, this game is, I think will definitely scratch that itch, if you will, um, in terms of satiating that need, that desire for, a uh, car combat carnal. No, that's, that's not combat. That is vehicular. You're going to get this, you're going to get this fulfillment here for sure. Um, uh, I do like the aspect that you can get out your vehicle. 
Um, you can get out your vehicle and you can um, technically, <laughs> I guess, Grand Theft Auto. Halo did it as well. All right. Um, uh, basically rob other people out of their vehicle. You get two options like when you're out of your vehicle and you can either jump on their vehicle and then um, jump on their vehicle and then uh, either eject them out and take it or you can wreck it where it basically like sets it to explode pretty much almost instantly. So there's definitely some options there. Um, I'm a little unclear on how the scoring works. I won a match when I was playing yesterday, but it seemed like, how do I describe it? It seems like, it seems like when you destroy a car, I think that counts, but the person in the car, it could still be alive depending. And I'm not sure if you, if you eject out the car before it's about to be destroyed, if that counts more or less, or if that's even a difference or it's still technically you get the same scoring. So a little bit of that, I was a little unclear about, but I believe the general gist is, uh, if you knock out or destroy a car while it's, um, while you're in it, I would assume you get more points than if they eject and you destroy it or whatever. So, um, yeah, so there's that. There's a decent amount of modes. There's like a kind of a not destruction derby, but basically a survival mode where you uh, a, a ton of people are in the match and then the, the stage slowly deteriorates in terms of like pits where basically the likelihood of people, you know, getting knocked out because I think you have a limited number of lives and then basically the last man standing wins there. Uh, you have a traditional, I think the, probably the bread and butter mode, kind of like the team death match is a uh, mayhem where basically it's a, what is it? It's a, um, it's basically who scores the most at the end, which I guess essentially is pretty much team death match, but yeah. So there's that mode. Um, there's a very interesting, like collection of characters as well, where, uh, you know, I do appreciate the black people love. Saw a lot of black women in the game, which I, Hey, you got to give credit where credit's due. And, uh, of course, you know, of color also got some, uh, Latina Tinos, you know, got a Hispanic, you know, um, you got your, you got your rednecks in there, you know, <laughs> they got, they seem to cover a pretty wide gamut. I think they got somebody from Nigeria. I think he's actually the probably at least from what I played, my most favorite character so far, I think his name is blue wolf or something. At least his ability is pretty dope. So basically every character has, uh, an on, on foot ability, which I think is universal for everybody. And then they have an ability where they can summon their, their personal car, which has in turn, um, an ability tied to that car. So at least for the character I was playing, for example, he has an ability where he activates um, a shredder in front of his car that like obliterates people who are in front of it and you ram into. Um, so that 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 has been super powerful. I think he from what I played, uh, some of the other play uh, characters I played, I think he's probably the 
the meta, if you will, <laughs> the meta of Destruction All-Stars, it seems like. Um, since it seems like I don't think there's really any any good counter to his car unless, but there's a good amount of characters. I only mess with like a handful. So, um, but all in all it's definitely, I am, my expectations are, were pretty low, but they have definitely been, been, uh, surpassed in terms of this game's quality. Probably the biggest gripe for me personally is that, uh, gameplay wise, um, it doesn't have any in-game music, which to me, seems very weird for a, a vehicular combat game, especially sitting there in an arena where I feel like you would have definitely have music, but I mean, I guess you can get your Spotify tracks in and play that way. But still, that's just like, it seemed very weird to me. That's just, but I mean, once you play it, you, it's not a huge deal, but, um, just something to point out. There's music in the menus and stuff, but just when it comes to the gameplay, there is no music. It's so weird. I don't know. Maybe they want you to feel it, feel the moment, feel the hype. I don't know. I didn't feel it though. I mean, I felt it a little bit, not going to lie, but, but I digress. <laughs> also play a little bit of overwatch. Some uh, PC friends. Um, I am trying, I am slowly, but surely, uh, I'm not going to put that crown on yet. The, the, the gold locks aren't coming yet. I will always, always, and will be a console player as well as PC. All right. I'll never abandon, never abandon a controller. Never, but I will dabble. I will dabble in the PC though. So I was playing some overwatch, trying to, trying to acclimate to uh, the PC realm because, you know, I've, I've definitely played most of Overwatch on console. So it's always been an adjustment to play, play on PC. And it's, it's totally like, I'd even say like a night and day difference when it comes to like console versus PC, especially, you know, mouse keyboard versus controller, of course. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm getting into my getting in my pocket a little bit. I probably I probably need to do more practicing um, to get feel really good. Pull off these Hanzo 360 no scopes. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, but you know, <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like uh, <laughs> somebody's dad that like played a match play the match with a son they coming in coming in their room looking checking up on them like hey see you uh, what <laughs> they familiar with call of duty hey i'll see you uh well oh, you playing um playing some overwatch why don't you go ahead and there and do a 360 no scope huh why don't you <laughs> shut up dad damn it i'm playing overwatch leave me alone uh man stupid but i could see it though just the fathers they 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 know enough but enough to be annoying <laughs> they know enough about the game and enough to the point where they could just be annoying as hell <laughs> just like what is it like kind of um kind of how do i say it uh what is it what, what is the word i'm looking for kind of um damn it is it pretentious? 
ain't kind of pretentious. You know what? I'm gonna look it up. I don't. I'm, I have no shame. There you go. Yeah, pretentious. That's pretty accurate. Pretentious in terms of um, you know, <laughs> trying to put in your face. And just, just knowing they know that they are totally wrong, but they just going to go with it just to be annoying. <laughs> uh, they exist. Hey, I might be one more. <laughs> knowing more than probably my, my son, if I ever have one, um, son or daughter, son or daughter, if I ever have one. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, you playing, uh, some overwatch. Why don't you go ahead and do a 360 no scope with, uh, with a Hanzo there. Huh? Well, you can do it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I don't even. I made it up, and I hate it. I hate it of itself. Um, moving on. Um, let's see. <laughs> Why don't you go and do your? <laughs> Why don't you go and do your three tricks? You know. <laughs> I hate it so much. I really do. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Why don't you do your 360 no scope? <laughs> uh, I really hate that. I, I hate what I created. I really do. Um, moving on to media. Um, Attack on Titan. Let's talk about it. Uh, first and foremost, like to formally uh, say fuck Gabby uh, and everything she stand for. She ain't shit. She could die. She can go to hell. Give two fucks about her. Die, bitch. Die. Just die. I hope you die. I hope you go to hell. And then the, the devil, he like, hey, you know what? I don't like you. You could die again. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can go like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, I saw what you did on Attack on Titan. Fuck you. Go ahead. Die again, bitch. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, if, if, if you haven't gotten the point, fuck Gabby. Uh, and spoilers for Attack on Titan if you haven't seen it. Uh, if you haven't, what are you doing? What are you even doing? Are you even a person? Who are you? <laughs> um, but... It's good, man. Um, so, at least with this episode, uh, I think we saw it come in in some of the, the, the preview last previous episode. But basically, the te- um, man, I'm so unfamiliar with the terminology now. But uh, Aaron and his crew, let's just say that uh, we're getting we're escaping via the uh, the uh, air balloon. And then. Uh, Basically, Gabby, her, her, her bitch ass, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, her bitch ass, she gonna have the audacity to get, get a rifle and then shoot the one guy that was like, you know, uh, protecting everybody coming in the entrance and then, you know, shoot his ass. He fall down and she's like, Oh shit. Oh, I can use this to get up. So she uses it, gets up in the damn air balloon. And then who did the, who the fuck does she shoot? Who the fuck does she shoot? Sasha. Shoot fucking Sasha. 
Gabby, you stupid son of a bitch. I hate you so much. So, and then, oh, it was horrible too. She was, she was bleeding out. And then, ah, ah, oh man. Oh, it hurts. It hurts to reflect on. And then she's like, meat, meat. Ah, ah, fuck you, Gabby. You, 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 I hate you so much. Ah, so. And that what whatever that other little kid too, he can die too. I don't even care about him. But I mean, if if we had to choose, Gabby, you can die. You can die. Please die. Please die. So, um, <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> um, yeah. So now I'm now I'm waiting with blue balls until the next episode. Um, thank you, Attack on Titan, for doing this. I, I totally understand why people wait until the whole season comes out. Cause I mean, technically that does make sense, but still, I mean, I ain't doing nothing. I'm going to watch it. I got to watch it. Sorry, but we'll see what happens next time on attack on Titan. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, uh, horrible and good at the same time. It's like walking dead really to a lesser extent <laughs> for, for certain reasons, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, then WandaVision actually, uh, totally did not start watching it, uh, until last, last Friday where I caught up on it. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. This whole, uh, Marvel initiative, putting everything into the TVs now, <laughs> That dad came back again. <laughs> all this, uh, all this Marvel putting these, uh, putting these movies on TVs now. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry for my future son or daughter, cause I'm just gonna give you a hard time. <laughs> um, so WandaVision, uh, basically, spoilers for the WandaVision as well. I'll get into it. Um basically starts off the first episode starts off as pretty much like a, a satirical, um, 1960s, 50s sitcom. So you get all the corniness and, you know, yeah, just corniness that comes with that, uh, which is actually pretty good to be honest, a very good, uh, satire. I believe the Dick Van Dyke show and I love Lucy were like kind of uh, inspirations you could totally see that. And, um, it was pretty good. You get a little hints at what could be coming and then, and then the, the next episodes. And then, uh, was it episode two? They jumped. No episode two. I think they were still in the same time period. Maybe 1950s was episode one. 1960s was episode two. And then 1970s, they jumped to the seventies. Uh, where they had, they had the babies. Um, and I'm still confused on it. I think everybody collectively is somewhat confused on it. I'm like, how does that work? If vision is, is dead, how does that, how can you, how can you have sex with a, with a, with a, how does the, <laughs> I hate to say this, but how does the, where does the sperm come from? I mean, I don't get, how does that work? How do you, how 
are you? So I think at least I was looking because this shit was driving me insane. So I like looked up some theories in terms of like YouTube and stuff. And apparently, I guess it's likely maybe um, Mephisto, I think, who I guess in some way could manifest the baby's inner stomach, I think, or something. I mean, this is just somebody who doesn't who doesn't read comics, um, but, you know, uh, which is actually kind of cool. It's like, like, you know, not knowing what's going to actually for sure happen next, even though I think there's still that kind of. I don't know, suspension of belief either way, but so there was that. And then, then, um, going back, we did get at least confirmation that, uh, vision, I, it's still kind of up in the air to me. Like he's dead, but Wanda can like revive him or in this reality, he's alive. But what does that even mean? So there's that. And then you got the one black character, (laughs) I hate she got to be black, but I mean, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. <laughs> uh, either way. Uh, so you had this girl. She was seeming very sus in terms of when she came into the WandaVerse universe. And then, um, you know, she was like, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? Blah, 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 yada, yada. And then I guess she she got roped into her having the babies and helping her out. And then she was like, oh, oh, like, uh, like your, uh, brother who died in, uh, from, from Ultron. She's like, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh no, you're a threat to my happy place. And then just like banish. And then like (laughs) on some like Mortal Kombat shit, like not fucking Dragon Ball Z shit. Fucking knocked her ass through like three freaking, uh, walls. (laughs) to uh back to the real world quote unquote so and then uh i think the last episode episode 4 they revealed they revealed uh what happened kind of after the snap even though we kind of got an, a, a a unique perspective in Spider-Man Far From Home we got in even like more, which is actually a more like insightful perspective, especially like in terms of hospitals, like, you know, people like technically on the verge of dying and then they get snapped. And then I was like, that's a crazy thing. You never really, uh, at least for me, I never necessarily thought about that actually like came to fruition. It's like, oh crap, that shit does sound fucking terrifying. And then, you know, uh, it revealed that she is actually the daughter of, um, the one woman from uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984. I forgot her name, but um, and that's kind of crazy, too, that like she apparently died three years ago after she after she um, the, I guess the period while she was um, what is the term again? Banged or puffed away. <laughs> that that sounds too cutesy where she was uh, banished. I guess that's the best way to at least the terminology I can think of snapped um where you know they were gone for five years and then that's kind of messed up where you like you know she was on her way at least she was under the pressure that she was actually they resolved it and she's good and now she comes back and she was dead as if technically she never got to experience that which is kind of crazy like on a whole philosophical level when you think about it but all in all it's definitely getting juicy it's getting real juicy 
I'm going to just say that. It's getting real, real interesting for sure. I'm invested. I'm invested. Invested and dare I say, motivated <laughs> to uh, see the rest of rest of the season out and shoot. Yeah, I'm definitely my, my eyes are on the on uh, the radar for like, you know, Captain America when that comes out um, or, you know, the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and stuff. So I'm like, OK, they're not playing. And then then they also having these like trailers as if they're like movies for each episode, which is kind of surreal to me, like because like at least the production quality feels very like movie esque, I guess. Uh, which is crazy for only like a 30 minute episodes. I feel like I think each one was more or less. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's a great, I feel like I say this every now and then, but man, it is a great time to be a nerd. I'm just saying that right now. My God, there's so much good stuff. We eating right now. You hear me? We eat, we eat, we at the buffet. We at the buffet. We got the video games. They the most selling media medium. And we got we got all these movies. I mean, some are questionable, but you know, at least for me, I'm I'm a sucker for Marvel superhero movies and stuff. So those been good lately. Ugh. It's a good time to be a nerd, man. Which <laughs> I had a slight rant about it. I'll touch on it a little bit, but it still blows my mind how crazy how crazy um nerd or generally um perceptualized nerdy stuff which i guess in of itself at least growing up it was way more way more what's the word way more uh frowned down upon negative negatively perceived and um yeah, just overall negative connotations to it. But now it's like, <laughs> which a part of me kind of doesn't like and is annoyed by that. Like now is getting embraced by people. How do I describe it? Who otherwise in a, in any other environment or time period or whatever, wouldn't actually do it because of the social perception. If that makes sense. Now that it's more socially acceptable, people are actually more comfortable doing it, which is, is good. It, it, it's good either at the end of the day for sure. Uh, but <laughs> it's still annoying to, to, a, to a brief extent, but it is good to see that now it's more accepted and, you know, it's good. Overall it's good, but you know, you know, <laughs> I see, I see how the gatekeeping begins in terms of those aspects, but Hey, be good. You know, be great, grr, like they said in Spider Man. But it's it's just surreal that like you know some something that people were like just uh, think of you less for liking something. Uh, now not so much because it's more mainstream now. I just find that 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 just crazy to me personally. But I digress. Um, and yeah, I think that concludes, that concludes every, not every, but this episode, switch of sites, episode 90, we getting there, we are getting there, um, trying to think if there's any housekeeping, 
I can't remember. Um, if you want to follow me on, um, damn, I like <laughs> literally forgot my whole spiel. I'm trying to remember if you want to, f- uh, watch this, um, podcast, uh, on, um, damn it. Wow. I'm like literally drawing a blank. If you want to watch this podcast on your, ah, what was it? If you want to watch this podcast live, you can catch it on Twitch TV slash a switch. If you also want to catch the archive, you can watch it on youtube.com slash a switch. Uh, if you did like and appreciate, uh, the show in any way, shape or form, feel free to like rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, is there anything else? I'm trying to think if there is. Oh yeah. You can also follow me on Twitter at a switch where I do pretty much keep it <laughs> within the video game realm to some extent with some, with some, uh, with some, uh, uh, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. Blackness. Either. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to sugarcoat it, but I can't even, I can't even sugarcoat it. So I'm just going to keep it like it is. So, um, yeah. So, you know, also, Hey, beating up racists, racists, racists is, uh, you know, they deserved it. I'm just saying, you know, Hey, if you racist and you get your ass beat, I mean, how could you prevent that by not being racist? That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. And I messed up. So, uh, until next time guys, um, don't cough. Don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.